happening always and forever and on youtube and with jason and five viewers yeah we got a couple extra viewers tonight i i posted on facebook for the first time like hey we're live welcome welcome um so welcome to those watching live on youtube and welcome to those listening listening pre-recorded on spotify tell us do you listen on spotify do you listen on itunes do you listen on Amazon? Do you listen on Google Podcasts? Do you listen on some other... You know there's other apps yes. that you can run uh, podcasts through? And yes. I guess they're like much better like interfaces. Yeah, we're on a lot of them. Well, no, I know. I just didn't <clears throat> realize like you can run. Because like I'm, I'm part of a, a group on I Facebook didn't realize I podcasts. can run either. Well, no. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm on a, a group... On Facebook about podcasts. Oh, it's like uh, the the New York Times group. Look at you go. Yeah, well, on Saturdays you can self promote, and I I don't do a very good job of that. I just like to, I, I literally go on and look at what everyone else is promoting, and then it's Sunday morning, and I'm like, God damn it, I forgot to promote again. It happens. You yeah. do everything else great. You know, no, that's not true. I, that I is think true. I speak into the microphone very well. You wink really well. I think I wink very well. Got a great wink. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you're the one carrying, you're carrying the heavy weight of this show. Nah, I've lost a lot of gains. I don't have power left anymore. I can't carry much. You put me on your shoulders. Two children. Every, I can carry two children. You put me on your shoulders every <clears throat> week, twice a week. That's not true. Absolutely. I'm really good at turning knobs. I'm putting it on my resume. <laughs> you're, you're good at turning knobs, huh? <laughs> Yes. All right. All <laughs> nice. right. All, All right. right. Cool. Oh my gosh. Well, how are you today, Brian? I'm good. I'm good. You look great. You look especially better. in this new lighting. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that aren't joining us on YouTube, uh, my wife. So we've been in uh, the Brian's Garage Studios. Yeah. And then uh, nice Jason on Spotify. Cool. 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 I'm a Spotify guy too now. Me too. I moved off of Apple Podcasts. Me too. Uh, but. You know, when we're podcasting, we were we've always been in the garage and in a certain area, but it's kind of it was kind of in the way, and we had this work area. My garage is nice and large. It's got it's it's got this extra work bench type area. It does, and it fits the entire podcasting rig plus some. So my wife, I can actually back my chair out now. Yeah, it's real nice. My wife, thanks, Noel. Moved everything. She repainted some stuff. She put this huge looks like thing. a garage door. Yeah, it goes with Brian's garage, garage studio. Studios. Yeah. She meant to do that, I'm sure. That's exactly why she's crafty. She is. She's very nifty. So, so thank you for that. Yes. Uh, to to my to my wife, and it gives us a nice little uh, scenery. We can look out the windows. Sure and does. Then into the camera. But uh, yeah, so I mean, life is good for me. How about you? How's it's good, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Are you awake? I'm awake. I'm Are woke. You woke? Oh, we're so in sync. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> You're just like Joey Fatone. And I'm Justin. All right. Great. Which isn't good. I hear he's kind of a 
a-hole. I don't really? know if that's true. I hope he's not. Really? I'm rooting for him. I think he's just so publicly likable. <clears throat> like for everyone. I'm rooting him for Him and you. Jimmy Fallon together. Oh, my God. It's great. Yeah. They just have such chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like C6H1206. Huh? Like that kind of C6H1206. It's glucose. That's glucose, baby. They're sweet. So sweet. You know, it's... um. It's interesting when you hear about certain people and like what they're like in real life and you hope that they're incredible human beings. Yeah. Like a Ryan Reynolds. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, who is now. Batman? No, the sexiest <laughs> man alive. Oh, I agree. People. I agree. Sorry, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Well, Ryan Reynolds was, I think, two years ago. He still is a sexy man. Yeah. I just watched Free Guy. Is that on Disney? No, it's on my Amazon account. I bought it. It went on sale. Like, so it was, it went up and it was like $20 to watch it. And I was like, ah, $20. I can't do $20. I have to buy a new camera. And then, <laughs> and then I went on there the next day and it was literally like it was on sale for $9.99. And you could rent it for $5.99. I was like, I'll spend the actual $4. So I'll, I'll give you my hey, Amazon login. Hey, you're supporting him and his kids. I am. His probably gorgeous kids with him and Blake Lively. Yeah. You know, I. <clears throat> I heard the funniest story I think I ever heard was when he was talking about how in love he was with his wife. And then, you know, he would do anything for her. He would jump in front of, of, of bullets oh, yeah, for her. But, yeah. And then the moment that child was born, he would do anything to protect that child, yeah. including he would, throw her yeah, in as front of a, a human meat shield. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, he's very like he's he's just ultra witty. Yes, yes. you know, and just when I thought nothing cool could come out of Canada, Ryan Reynolds. You know, and and then there's another really good Canadian actor. There's actually a few. There's a bunch. Yeah, I Canada mean, makes good actors. Good. Will way Arnett. To, way, I think Will Arnett's from. Way to go, Canada! No, I don't know. Someone way else. to go. Isn't Seth Rogen from Canada? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Lots of great, great talent coming from Canada, Maddie especially Ma- in hockey. Yeah, and in cooking. Maddie Matheson. I don't know Maddie Matheson. Mm. I use a lot of his recipes. They're good. What kind of what kind of cooking is that? Homestyle cookery is what he calls it. He's a, like a classically trained French chef, and he owns a bunch of restaurants. Mm. But uh, so he's from Quebec. He's got a lot of cool stories too. Interesting. Like well, I should say he has a cool story. Of like, oh, you know what? I think I know this guy. He's kind of tatted up, isn't he? He's very tatted up, and he's very he's large. Yeah, I think I know this guy. Yeah. You know what happened to him after he went on the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah. What? They tried to cancel him in Canada. <gasps> really? Segway. We need to talk a little bit about that. Segway. So I think I think it's important that we kind of. Take that step back that I, I think we always like to do yes. and just talk about, like, what does this actually mean? And, like, where did this come from? So I wanted We're to start We're talking about with, the term cancel culture. Cancel culture. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about woke first. Okay, yeah. So, so you know, this idea of woke and cancel culture have, has kind of become politicized and... Um, Utilize, or used in a very similar fashion. And they, they kind of come from similar arenas, yeah. but they, they kind of mean different things as well. Um, so the idea of being woke, uh, and it's funny because it's actually a, a black cultural thing, right? And that's where it really stemmed from and has grown. So I think it's kind of ironic that it's two you know, suburban white boys talking about what is being woke. I feel like we're we're white splaining. I don't a think bit. it's I don't think that's no. 
I don't think that's the case. What? That, that it's ironic? That no, that we're white-splaining it. Well, I mean, we are. I think we're just explaining it, Brian. Okay. Well, to the best of our abilities. Right. So, so in the 1940s is when we really start to see the term woke come up, and it really has to do with the social injustices in America, um, really centering around the inequality and prejudice that the blacks were facing even after coming back from World War II. Um, and then we see it kind of rise up again with the civil rights movement, and you know, it kind of was uh penned a little bit more often by like Martin Luther King Jr. who would talk about being awake. So people would say, are you woke? And uh, it, it faded again a little bit. And then it kind of rose up with uh, Erica Badu, who talked about, you know, stay woke was a term. And I brought up a band earlier uh, and you knew them right away. Yeah. Uh, and that was Pussy Riot. Yeah. Uh, Pussy Riot is a Russian band. And they staged a protest, uh, you know, in signal of protecting gays in, in Russia. And so it was very sexual and trying to be provocative in a way that would, you know, draw attention to the, the protesting for gay rights in Russia. And Erica Badu actually followed that up again with saying, stay woke. And then, you know, from there, it, it also kind of trended a lot during the Black Lives Matter movement, specifically when um, Trayvon Martin was killed by George, Zim uh, George Zimmerman. And from there, it kind of, we saw this divergence, right? Where there was the woke culture, like saying, hey, stay woke so you understand the systemic racism, the injustices happening, and getting back to those roots of the word. And then you had kind of the politicization of it where it was, you know, staying woke was a bad thing. And then we had the commercialization of it where corporations like Pepsi and Gillette started keying in on that cultural aspect and utilizing it in their uh, advertisements, right? So that, that corporatization of the term. How did they use it in their advertisements? So there was the one with Pepsi where uh, Kendall Jenner, I think it was Kendall, maybe Kylie Jenner. I think it was Kendall. The taller one um, was actually walking through like this protest and it said something about stay woke and she like gave a flower and it was like for Pepsi. Um, similarly, uh, Gillette was trying to utilize it for uh, the Me Too movement and being like more woke about things and uh, men needed to kind of confront toxic masculinity and being woke about that. So, you know, it, it became this. Um, it, it became this entity that corporations were cashing in on. And so the moment like a movement becomes corporatized, it starts and in, in is getting cashed in on, it loses its value, right? At least from oh, a no, cultural standpoint. it increases standpoint. in value for the companies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like from a, but from a cultural standpoint, yeah. it definitely okay. degrades the value of that movement. Um, and so... It, it then just kind of became this, you know, stay woke thing where it was like a trending hashtag, but almost in a joke where really its roots were from recognizing uh, racial injustice, prejudice in the world. And it, it then became more than just racial prejudice, but prejudice in general, like when we saw with P uh, Pussy Riot and gay rights in Russia, et cetera. That was a good history lesson, Brian. Yeah. Were you a teacher once? 
It was. Nice. I was. Well planned. Uh, good uh, lesson plan. Is that the thing? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's become something totally different now. Um, that's for sure. Um, I think that it's still... I don't. I. I mean, I. I. I follow what you're saying, and I. I, I agree with you when you corporate. When you corporatize something, uh, it tends to lose a little bit of uh, value. Um, I think it still holds the same meaning. Um, but you could, But it's. It's kind of become. And I think. I, I think this is where you're going with this. It's led into this whole cancel culture. Um, as well, far as like, if people are not woke enough, they must be canceled. Yeah, I, I, well, the problem is, is it's become this pejorative term from the yeah. right. Like, it's this like it's a talking point. It's, it's something it's to like, say. It's like this woke cancel culture is ruining things, and I think even with cancel culture, that we'll talk about, like, you know, that actually stems as well from the civil rights movement and like canceling things by boycotting and stuff like that. So they actually talked about canceling certain things and then it became the idea was to cancel things that were wrong and it has since become okay well we're going to cancel a person well certain people deserve to be canceled a bill cosby a, a harvey weinstein those types of people deserve to be canceled but what's happening is like this conflation with canceling someone and holding someone accountable yeah I, damn it Sorry, what? I was going to say that. I was going to say I don't like the term cancel. I think that accountability is the word that should be used. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I think that canceling somebody, and, and, and we're going to get into this, and I'm, I'm going to try not to jump the gun too much on you, but I'm sure we'll go all, go all over the place because that's kind of our, our thing. Um, I think that accountability is a great thing. Mm-hmm. I think that um, people should always be account- held accountable for the things that they do, for the things that they say, for the actions that they take. I think that um, that's important. I think that it's great for society, but I also think it's great for that person because if the person's a good person and they're held accountable for their actions or for their words, I think that it's an opportunity to grow and to change and to, you know what I mean, have a different outlook on things. But I think that this whole idea of canceling somebody um, and, you know, whether it be taking them out of the spotlight or, you know, not buying the, the goods that they produce or the lines that they are responsible for, uh, you know, whether it be clothing or something like that. Um, I think that there, there needs to be a little bit of thought that goes into it. I think that if somebody makes one mistake, a good example of this is Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. you know, made some comments about the gay community in the past. Now, granted, he's a comedian and, um, you know, makes jokes and whether or not you like those jokes is something or one thing. Um, but I don't think that necessarily something that you say in the past really shows the kind of person that you are in the present. Mm -hmm. And so that I think that a lot of people like to jump the gun and immediately just say, Oh, cancel this person. Look at what they did. You know, like for instance, like somebody who should be held accountable, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. You know what I mean? For his black face and his brown face and for things like that in the past. Okay. Is that who he is now? You know what I mean? Is that something that maybe he thought was, and I'm not defending him at all, uh, because I think that those are terrible Halloween costumes. If you watched our Halloween costume episode, you would know that. <laughs> yes. Where Brian judged Halloween costumes and whether or not they were appropriate. Um, but I think that uh, the, the the big issue with the way that the cancel culture is nowadays is um, that people are all too eager just to cancel somebody 
For instance, I actually, uh, and I don't know if this is what strung this subject up with you, Brian, uh, mm-hmm. when you chose this tonight, but I had gotten a Snapchat from somebody. Uh, did I share this with you? No. Yeah, I got a Snapchat from someone after the whole Travis Scott thing. Ah, gotcha. And, that is what, yeah, and, and, this. Oh, did it really? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the, well, not, I know the, I, not the Snapchat. No, 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 I know the Travis Scott thing. You said the that Travis earlier. Scott I thing. listened to you, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And through my headphones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great audio. But not the Snapchat. Yeah. I didn't know you yeah, even I, got yeah. that, so and I couldn't it was like, cancel it was right after everything that. happened, and she... Did he Snapchat you? They. We'll say they. I won't I won't assign a gender. But, did, okay. This did, person, did they, sna- they Snapchat did, is, it. It was like on is, their feed. Are they Travis Scott? No. Yeah, so Travis, Travis Scott, Scott Snapchat him. He didn't, it wasn't him. They didn't Snapchat it was somebody else, you. and they said, can we tr- cancel Travis Scott already? And I was like, well, it just it got me to thinking. I think that people jump to... Th- Jump, jump into things too quickly without knowing exactly what's going on. Now, things are coming out about Travis Scott, and I'm not saying that that, that Snapchat was 100% incorrect. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, like, we can't immediately jump into just, like, yes, we can hold that person accountable for what they've done, but, like, do they need to be completely, like, shut down and taken away from the limelight? Well, so here's the thing. Um, I'm, I, I, you know no, I, mean? I think I'm it's like a great a, question. I, I really do. I think the idea, you know, as it stood, right, if we go back to truly canceling things, yeah. the idea was to cancel really, really terrible ideas, right? So the idea of racism was where this all stemmed from. Cancel it. Cancel it. Really bad. We're going to boycott things. We're going to cancel those things out. And then it moved to we're going to cancel people who have terrible ideas. Something like, hey, Germany should have canceled Hitler. Like, that's good. Yeah. But they should have canceled Dexter after the fourth season. No. Dexter just came back, and it's actually... I saw the first episode. It was really good. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't have the uh, the Showtime thing. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Um, but, yeah, getting back on track with, with the idea of cancel culture, I think there's a certain level of, well, who's actually getting canceled? Right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's something like... This is what I'm trying to say is the issue here is the whole term cancel culture isn't really no one's getting canceled. Kevin Hart got canceled ish. He didn't get canceled. They he took didn't him off ho- the Emmys or whatever. He took he didn't host the Oscars one Oscars, time. That's what was and then he apologized. Yeah. But he had never apologized for those like awful comments that he had made or really I don't know terrible what the actual comments were. So there was there were some comments and tweets. He also had a stand up where he was talking about how Basically, he would disown his son for being gay. Oh, I did right? know that, yeah. So, like, those things caught back up with him. Yeah. He had never apologized, so he was not held accountable. He got canceled to the sense where he wasn't going to be, you know, we don't want to support someone who's going to have these views. He came out, he apologized, mm-hmm. and then now he's back on top. Like, he's still making millions and millions of dollars hosting Netflix events or Netflix shows. And, his own shows and his own production companies and stuff. So that's the thing about like this term cancel culture is like, we also have to define who's actually been canceled because a lot of times, like you think of who's been canceled. Let's take a step back. Think of like Mel Gibson. Remember when he had that rant yeah, that went drunk. viral that, Yeah. He was drunk and he just went on this rant about how basically he hates Jews. He came out, he, uh, apologized profusely, went underground for a little bit. 2016, he directed an Oscar-winning or Oscar-nominated movie, Hacksaw Ridge. 
Oh, that was him. Yeah. So, like, he wasn't completely canceled, but do people want to go see him in a movie? No. But will they support his work? Sure, they did. Yeah. So, like, there's there's this thing of, like, oh, this cancel culture, cancel culture. And it bugs me because, thank you. It bugs me because I think there's a level of accountability that people don't want to enforce on others. Okay. And that's what bugs me. It's like, we're not canceling people. We're maybe not supporting them. And, you know, think about it this way. I'm thinking. Okay. There was no people saying, oh, you can't cancel Colin Kaepernick for his views. And his views turned out to be pretty spot on to what they should have been. And people were burning his jerseys saying they would never buy Nike again. Hey, you're free to do that. But, like, why do you then turn and say, well, I'm going to cancel so-and-so because of what they did? Or or they shouldn't be canceled. I'm sorry. Like, when they say something racist or homophobic, like they don't need to be held accountable. Or someone like Louis C.K., right? He was jerking off in front of people that were uncomfortable with it and were in a position where they couldn't say no. And, you know, he's lost a lot he lost his show he lost a lot of things and maybe he's you know rehabilitated his his persona and he's gonna start building back up who knows yeah he had another stand-up yeah he had a recent one i think i didn't. I don't know I, I think he's on tour but i didn't see it on like netflix or anything where he got a big deal out of it but uh, that'll be a while before he gets something like that right because here's the thing right so one thing with travis scott is people are like well we don't want to, you know, listen to him anymore. We don't want him on Spotify. Spotify or any other listening, you know, uh, streaming channel has a choice to make. And they have to say, well, if this is going to offend people, then we don't want to stand by him. If it is similarly, Tiger Woods. Think of all of the endorsements Tiger Woods lost. A lot. There was a Tiger Woods video game. That is no longer Tiger Woods golf, right? Yeah. It's PGA Tour or something. So with that in mind, think of all that he lost. And people weren't like, oh, you can't cancel Tiger Woods. So like it's very selective who says cancel culture is okay. And it usually isn't favoring. It's usually from the right saying you can't you can't cancel certain people. But in other words, if it. You know, if someone on the left or maybe a person of color is getting canceled, all of a sudden it's okay. Because this this pejorative aspect of demonizing wokeness or saying wait, cancel wait, culture sorry, is sorry, bad I'm, is I'm, coming from the right. I'm going to pause you for a second. Sure, fire away. Repeat what you just said a second ago. So th- I really feel this whole demonization of cancel culture, cancel culture, comes, culture from right. comes from the right. So when you have someone, but you said something about like a person a bit, of color, yeah, like okay. Tiger Woods, he, why, why was it okay? Why weren't there people up in arms about him getting canceled? Okay. I understand what you're saying now. I thought you said it reverse of that. The right was saying that you couldn't cancel right. people of color. No, 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 no. So, so I feel like it's very interesting when we have this idea of cancel culture and this, the 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 pejorative use of being woke is like now it's a bad thing by saying hey this in, according this is, to the people on the right right this is okay. an injustice like when people are being woke it's injustice and we're trying to point out some sort of prejudice or 
racism or bigotry or some sort of flaw in the overall system. And that's a bad thing. And I, I have a big issue with it. You know, similarly, we, we see, okay, Travis Scott, people wanting to cancel. Who's asking him to be canceled other than I don't want to support his music? Fine. Then don't support his music. And if Spotify says, we don't want to host this music because he didn't accept full responsibility for what happened at his show. They have a right to do that. I agree. You know, Donald Trump on Twitter. Twitter said, hey, it's getting malicious. It's dangerous. It's misinformation about the election, about COVID. I'm tired of it. We're not going to continue to give him this, this microphone. But no one's going to jail unless they commit like serious crimes, and that's the actual cancellation. You know, I wish it could just be a, a, like in terms of like right and wrong. What do you mean? You know, I wish that because here's the issue that we we come upon. Okay, mm-hmm. you get terms, and I have nothing wrong with the terminology. I don't like cancel culture. I said that already. I think it should be called holding people accountable. Um, but you get a term like woke, where it's it's got a, you know a great basis. It's got good meaning. Yeah. But a term like woke can be taken and used, as you were saying, by, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps some Republicans and maybe even some like central. Oh, it's been trivialized. Like, it's been well, trivialized. Let me, by, yeah, let me yeah, finish. Yeah. Pop culture, too. Yeah, let me yeah. finish. Yeah. Um, so you can take a term like woke and it can be used as a weapon. You can use it like um, the way that the right tries to fight against like things like uh, critical race theory. You know, they tried to use that in uh, Virginia. They it tried to use it. Effective. They yeah. tried to use that. See, but it, it it won them the election. I don't think that's what won them the election. I don't. Well, okay. I think not, so, it's they, not they, the only thing. So You're they were right. they were using, especially in like um, um, the Democrat also Virginia. ran a terrible campaign. Well, right. You can't run your entire campaign on Trump is bad. Right. And I think that's exactly what they ran their campaign on. Right. Which, you know, you have to run on the points. You have to run on your your, your stances, what you're going to do for people, all that kind of stuff. Right. Because they also, that, that study that I'm going to send you later, it talks a lot about, like, um, what, like, working class Americans um, tend to, like, vote on what issues, what things. Uh, and, you know, anyways, back to what I was saying about... Um, the terms yeah no but it was more uh, we were talking about critical race theory in virginia and new jersey i think that a lot of that stems too also from the midterms like you can just like look up the science not the science but like the 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 record on like how things are going at midterms and how swing states tend to switch Mm -hmm. because like the biggest concerns especially in virginia and new jersey had to do with uh school uh schools and like uh and like parents being very there's a really cool interview i'll try i gotta start writing this shit down brian I got a lot of or shit. Send, or sending it to me at I got 11 lot, o'clock I, at night dude, after I got a lot of shit going on. A lot of shit going on in my lives. Or in my life. In my life. I don't have multiple lives. Um, but um, it was very a very interesting interview with a lot of mothers. And they were saying that they typically voted. They're, they're on the fence. But they typically voted more towards Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were worried about school closures. Because they see the way that their kids were reacting to the schools getting closed down. And that was their biggest thing. And so these people, they were asked, like it was a large interview, like a lot, a lot of questions. And sure. Did anything, uh, any of your voting, was it swayed by critical race theory? And it being taught and all this kind of stuff. And they said, no, it had nothing to do with that. It didn't sway me one way or the other. I was more worried about, is my child going to be able to go to school? Interesting. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. The term woke can be used, Brian. To attack, you know what I mean, you sh- and I, and that's where I was going with this, and yeah. I, I apologize for the detour there, no. but it kind of ties in with what I was saying. Yeah, 
woke can be like, oh, they're, they're, they're just woke. They're doing their cancel culture, all this kind of stuff. Do you really want that kind of a person in office? No, it should be, is this thing right or is this thing wrong? Because no Republican's going to be like, well, they fight for the right things. They fight for good. You can't use the term good in a negative way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, But when you use something like woke that's so politicized and out there in the news and you've got, you know, CNN pushing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's easy for someone to be like, well, yeah, no, I, d- I don't want that woke cancel culture. Exactly. You're so, absolutely So when right. you say, yeah, I don't know, terms can be dangerous, unfortunately, because like, like, I, like I stated earlier, you know, to be woke is not a bad thing. It's to have your eyes opened, to be awake, I, I to think, be aware of the things around you I, and I, the injustices in the world. I, and I love that. I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think I, I saw a little blurb, uh, an interview with LeVar Burton of Reading Rainbows. And he framed it as, we live in a consequence culture. So it's not about canceling. It's about people having to be held accountable. And it's being held accountable on all... Across the board, baby. Across the spectrum. So it's not just certain people that need to be held accountable. It's all. Yeah. It's it's institutions. It's yeah. You know the celebrities, the athletes, the individual, whatever the case is. News networks. Yeah, news. Everything needs to be held more accountable. And through the you know advent of of social media and you know having camera phones people can be held accountable you know we're seeing this i don't know if you've noticed a little bit but i really am fascinated by this whole tiktok culture and you see certain people like gaining all of this like following right Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden people start going back to their really really early ones and it's not pretty and all of a sudden they get held accountable and they start losing followership and it's like well, they're like, oh, don't cancel so-and-so. But at the same time, they're being held accountable for what yeah. they said in the past. Now, similar to Kevin Hart, if you have something to offer beyond that mistake, you're going to be forgiven. But if you aren't repentant for your, your mistakes and you don't have much else to offer, people aren't going to be as forgiving. Yeah. I'm really big on judging people by who they are now, but not by who they were in the past. You know well, what I mean? So like if you put to, well, this is to your point, to your point, if you bring up something like, well, Hey, I heard you say this in the past. It's as simple as a response. Like, yeah, you know what? I was young. I was dumb. I was stupid. It was early in my career. You know, I said some dumb stuff. Well, and, there, and there's some things, you know, and there's some things where it's like, well, you're really going to have to do some explaining on that. Right. And then they, if they offer up an explanation, well, that's fine. Um, you know, I, I was watching an interview on MSNBC and I wanted to share this with you. I almost sent it over to you. I'm going to start sending you videos. Later yeah. Night, Brian. Cause I watch things. I read. Yeah, I, 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 have, would, I, would I agree. Have, I have leather bound books. It's Dracula. <laughs> it was like the, the reprints. It was great. First uh, edition Dracula. And more like billionth edition. You know, they have a whole thing called the Bram Stoker Award. It's like a horror award show. I did not know that. I just found that out. The more you know. Anyways, I was watching an, an, an interview on MSNBC. Um, or it was a replay of an interview on MSNBC. I don't have time to be watching that in real time. Um, 
and it was very interesting and they were talking about voting and i, I think it might have tied in also to the uh the the kyle rittenhouse case hmm. um to go back to this whole voting thing i said i was going to be talking about voting a little bit tonight in our youtube feed early on oh okay are you watching us on youtube right now? no i was xing out of another tab oh my bad the kevin hart tab <laughs> oh um and I thought it was interesting. The name of the individual that they were interviewing, his name was Ellie Mistel. Hmm. Um, and he has a title for MSNBC, and it is uh, the Justice Correspondent. He's actually not with MSNBC. He's from The Nation. He's the Justice Correspondent. Okay. Interesting. He is an individual of color. Okay. And he said something... Um, and, and obviously, we, this was leading up to this topic, and so cancel culture is on my mind. And I said to myself, this is an individual that needs to be canceled. He was talking, uh, they were tying into the elections that happened in Virginia and New Jersey. Okay. And he was saying that the media is trying to spin this idea that um, white working class individuals, non-college educated, they, they, they've been doing a lot of research on like, non-college uh, educated individuals versus college uh, educated individuals and how they vote. Yes. And um, he was saying that news outlets are trying to swing it as though non-college educated individuals, whites, um, in southern states or in, you know, whatever states, yeah, um, they try to play it like they vote on bread and butter issues. So issues like, um, you know, the economy or like how many gallons of milk will I be able to afford this week or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he said, but really what they are voting on is who can I vote for that will allow me to shoot a person of color and get away with it. Direct quote. Hmm. And I thought to myself, this is an individual that should be held accountable for their words. This is a person who is supposed to be talking about um, well, they're supposed to be the, the chief justice correspondent. correspondent. Mm -hmm. And you're going to say something like that because um, this is something that you and I have talked about before, and this is a totally... It's going to gain him notoriety. Well, certainly, but for the wrong things. Because right. if you ask me, yeah. that is a both racist and classist statement. You are saying that people who of less means vote on who will allow them to shoot a black person and get away with it. Mm -hmm. You are taking an entire population of people, mm -hmm. which what doesn't do this any justice is the giant shift of Latino voters over to the Republican party. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I just thought that that was that you're going to try to blame, you know what I mean? And where I'm going with this is it goes beyond things that you say, because obviously you include the, 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 the primaries, you know what I mean? Like what you say about people of color, of their ethnicities, races, belief, politi or political beliefs, uh, religious beliefs, um, people who are commenting on, you know, all that, all that gamut, uh, our gamut of things. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also people who are spreading false information, or uh, I don't know what you would call this in a fallacy. Would that be a hasty generalization? Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. No, I, I, so here's the thing. That's definitely a misstep for sure. And, and yeah, I, I think. And for MSNBC not to walk that back. Yeah. Maybe they have. I don't know. I don't know. Give us I a shout say, out at MSNBC. I, I will say this. There is an element of truth in that in a micro level. But to make the generalization, like you said, is wrong. Because not every you, uneducated white voter either A, votes Republican, although 
a majority of them do. Um, and certainly doesn't necessarily act violently towards uh, people of color and want to get away with it. So that's, that is something I disagree with vehemently. I think there's a lot of truth to, you know, the idea of being conservative is wanting to stay at the status quo or what once was. That's what conservatism is. They don't want to move forward, right? Liberal means open-minded and looking for progress or rapidly progressing. Um, so I think there is an element of, in conservatism, they want to keep institutions as they are, and whether or not you believe that they are racist, which, you know, statistically it would be trending towards, yes, institutions are racist, they want to keep it as is because generally they have the benefit as keeping it as is. Um, and that's one of the issues with being woke is like it's been demonized because people don't want to look radically and honestly at what we are living in and what others are living in if it means, man, am I not doing enough? So that's one of the issues. So, But I agree with you. It, it He took it way too far. And yeah, that should be held accountable because that's not okay to say, well, you know, just because he's a person of color, he can make that assumption on a whole mass of people. And so I, I brought up this study earlier. It's called the Jacobin study. Okay. Um, I watched a really cool interview with one of the gentlemen who was part of this study, who helped uh, perform this study, I should say. Uh, it was actually, it was on uh, Crystal and Sager's show, Breaking Points. Okay. And so they studied, and I want to say the, the, the focus group was something along the lines of like, maybe it was a 7,000 person group that they interviewed. They asked all these questions to, and they were trying to figure out how different people vote and based on education, non-education, uh, you know, if they're working class, if they're business class, whatever, or white collar, I should say. And it says blue collar. This is, this is one that I thought was very interesting. One of the points. And this is, they, they did this specifically in swing states. Mm -hmm. uh, blue collar workers are especially sensitive to candidate messaging. This ties in with what we're saying here because, and respond even more acutely to the differences between populist and woke language. Primarily manual blue-collar workers in comparison with primarily white-collar workers were even more drawn to candidates who stressed bread-and-butter issues and who avoided activist rhetoric. Interesting. I thought that was very interesting. But it's also not. Or I mean, no, I'm sorry. Well, it's not surprising. It's very interesting, but it's not surprising because there's a when we say things that are woke, it's challenging the norm. And if you're focusing on the bread-and-butter issues, you don't think... Man, prison reform. Like you're thinking, okay, are taxes going up? Do I get to keep my gun? Yeah. That, that's what you're thinking of. Right. And that's okay if that's what matters to you. But when we're talking about woke language, we're taking ourselves in the bigger picture, not just our, our yeah. micro level lives. Well. So, Go so ahead. Go ahead. No, I apologize. Go ahead. No, so I was going to say, so when we advance to the macro level of things and how these policies are not only affecting me, but the world around me, yeah, that's when we become woke. Well, and, and, and the thing that I see that's interesting about this, because 
this doesn't necessarily it, it unfortunately there are some party lines that are drawn here um but i think that it shows how candidates could start campaigning better because i that to, to, you read this and you it doesn't say that that means these people don't care about or care about you know quote unquote woke issues they don't care about prison reform they don't care about things like that it shows that there's a real problem it shows that they're more worried about how I'm going to have food on the table, yeah. is my job secure, things like that. That doesn't mean that they don't care about prison reform. They don't care about different social justices. I'm not going to list a whole bunch of them. I'm just going to call it right there. Sure. Social justices. Okay. It means that, you know, I mean, how, you know, if you have, you take someone like AOC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. AOC, she gave the right message. She, she brought up a lot of, you know, woke politics, but that works in her district because yeah. it's a largely minority district right and so they it's need very, those things it, and so it's very important to those things that's not to say that the people in these areas don't want those things i would say a large majority of these people you know here's me being hopeful do want all that but it's saying that they they are so focused on the the bread and butter issues because that's what's very important to them in that moment not to say that the other things are not important what this is what the way i see this is again like i was saying this is a great thing to get better politicians in there because I was telling Brian, and I was going to say off air, but it wasn't. It was on YouTube. Um, like, subscribe, follow. Um, <laughs> hit that notification bell. Smash that like button. Ding! Boom. Okay, what were you saying? Oven's done. Food's done, not the oven. The oven's fine. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a way that we can get... Or what I was saying earlier uh, is that I would like to cancel... A lot of our politicians. Yeah. Boom. Canceled. McConnell. See you later, buddy. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think this this study, and I, I haven't read it, but I'm going off of what I see. They avoid activist rhetoric. And I think that is partially because they don't agree with things. So, yeah, you know, before my father passed, we had these types of discussions. And yeah. My father was a very good-hearted man, but there were tendencies towards racism. And that's just a fact. He was old school, and there were some things that he felt didn't need to be changed or shouldn't be changed or didn't, you know, but, like, people don't research. That's that's another thing is, you know, I have, I have an... I want people to jump into the conversation, right? And so I actually made a post on this on Facebook and it, it became a thing. And I, I, was, I wasn't even supposed to necessarily divide. It was actually, hey, you need to have the conversation with people. Like you need to be having the, the conversation about politics, about the news and the Rittenhouse trial, climate change, um, the the infrastructure bill. You need to be having these conversations with people, even if you quote unquote don't know a lot about politics. That gives you even more reason to jump into the conversation. Yeah, say a little bit, but then really focus on listening, because there are people similar to you, right? Like you might be having yeah. a conversation with you. I remember you telling me a family story, and like you knew these things because you actually were either doing a podcast or you had been actively researching something and that you were able to point out, well, that's actually not true. 
Yeah. And and so that, I usually I usually don't lead with that. Isn't this is actually I'm going to jump in only, yeah. only because I think this is a really good uh, this is good verbiage to use instead of saying well actually that's not true I always say well that's a common misconception. That's really good because it's framing it because then it's not like you're wrong motherfucker. Yeah, you're not individualizing <laughs> the fault. It's something. Hey, a lot of people make this mistake. Yeah, a lot of people have this misconception. Even mistake versus misconception is is a really good way yeah. to kind of tone it down a little bit but you know having this conversation is so crucial but but people refuse to because it makes them uncomfortable and that's where i think a lot of the people that have certain ideologies um don't don't go the extra mile and don't attempt to become quote unquote more woke like you don't want to because it forces you to a put forth a little more effort b become very introspective and reflective because now all of a sudden you're like well wait was did did i help with that did i you know hold people down by doing something like that uh and and so you have to you have to own that and and that's how we become a better society that's how we make progress is like in general we want to focus on building outward from this common ground, right? It's right. very difficult for some of us to find common ground with others. But if I can, if I can find just one thing, right? right. If, if two parents are going through this nasty divorce, mm. what? Why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing at myself. Why? What would you do? Because when you say right, I always say right. Oh. Because I feel like you're asking for confirmation and I'm the only one here who can do it. Oh. <laughs> I just want fair. you to feel listened to. That's fair. That's actually really good. I should probably. When you have two parents, they're in the middle of a terrible divorce. Yeah. So you it's have two bad. parents in the middle of a terrible divorce, and they are saying terrible things about the other parent, right? Back mm. and forth. Yes, back and yes, forth. yes, and yes. You're the worst, and you're. No, the, you're the worst. Right. But you can build off of that through, let's say, mediation. Okay. And what's the common ground? Well, we have these kids. Yeah. And we can and say we think we, they're we can, pretty dope, right? And we can say we care about them, yeah. and you build from there, right? Word. It's like breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. And that's they stole the, one the chandelier. Thing, no, that's the one thing they got, right? The song "Breakfast at Tiffany's" yeah. by Deep yeah. Blue Something. Yeah. That's the one thing they got, right? They both watched it and liked it. Yeah. You build off of common ground, and it sounds silly. But it's the same thing with politics. I, I had a, I saw this guy. He was posting something on how you know inflation is this, that, and the other thing, and it's all mm. Biden's fault and blah blah blah. Everything's Biden's fault. He's the new Obama. So then I I posted something um, from the Wall Street Journal talking about global inflation, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, if this is a global issue, how are you faulting one person of one country? It's still Biden's fault. <laughs> right. And he was like, well, they're all in it together kind of deal. And I was like, fine, you know, you want to go that route. But we were able to, we say, well, there needs to be more activism. Yeah. And, and so we, yeah. we, if I wanted to really stretch that out and build a conversation, we established some middle ground. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing when we get back to this idea of cancel culture and wokeness, like the idea of being woke is building a common ground to make change and saying, Hey, there's this institutional racism. There's this prejudice happening, this bigotry happening. You know, there's unfairness towards, you, you know, uh, poor people. Whatever the case is, we're building off of some sort of common ground. We're becoming woke to it. Like, I'm acknowledging it. 
and I'm building from that common ground. But the people that don't want that to happen demonize the term itself, and therefore it's like trivialized. And it's like, well, we don't want to be woke. You don't want to be part of that cancel culture when really you're just holding people accountable. That's what I said. Right. A couple minutes ago. Right. God, we're on the same page. And, and, same book. And that's what this is all about. Yeah. Right? And, and right. so I always I push people to have the conversation because I know I have conversations with people that make them very uncomfortable. And I, I get it. I'm super I'm uncomfortable gonna, right now. <laughs> you're killing me. It's cold. <laughs> you have those conversations with people and, and it challenges their view. Mm-hmm. And hopefully maybe they actually have some chance to be introspective and, and think about what could I have done differently in certain situations. And sometimes it feels bad because you didn't realize you did something wrong. Right. And that's what, that's what cancel culture is getting wrong by saying, Oh, they're getting canceled. No, we're holding people accountable. Someone like Kevin Hart who never thought for seven years that what he did in 2010 was wrong. And then in 2018 or 2017 or 2019, whenever he was going to host the Oscars, all of a sudden it came back to bite him and it forced him to have that moment of reflection. Yeah. And it woke, it woke him up. That's what it's about. He's not sleeping anymore. So that's what this is all about. And I, I, I get frustrated when we say, oh, well, they're canceling so-and-so or, oh, it's just that woke cancel culture again. And it's really not. That's a good thing. We should have this. If we don't have this type of culture where people have consequences and accountability, we're never going to make progress. And that's what's been happening in politics. From both sides, there's been a lack of accountability. Yeah. Right? Why the fuck is Joe Manchin allowed to do what he has done to the Democratic Party? For the same reason Nancy Pelosi has done what she's done. Nancy Pelosi at least upheld what she was trying to do. You know who does a great job on the Democratic Party? They're not actually a Democrat. Who? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Two it's for true. one deal tonight, Bernie. It's true. It's true. But 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 like Joe Manchin didn't support his constituents, didn't do what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You know, a lot of that infrastructure would have been very beneficial to his people. Right, especially the green stuff, because mm-hmm. anything dealing with uh, green energy and, and climate change, West Virginia has already been uh, when they when they do the modeling of how climate change as the sea levels rise, how it will impact West Virginia, despite not being directly on the coast, will be dramatically, dramatically affected by climate change due to all of their riverways and the way their their elevations are and everything that they're just going to be absolutely drowned. And that's sad. Yeah, that's sad. So it is. I mean, that's seriously, I'm not joking. No, and, and, and so when we look at these things, right, we have this opportunity to say, that's not okay. No, we just kind of push it to the side. And that's on the Democrats, too. So when I say the right is doing a lot of this and, like, trivializing, you know, holding people accountable and, and being woke, you know, the Democrats need to be a better a better support system for that woke culture and not not allow it to be demonized and trivialized and, and in a way where middle class uneducated or middle and lower class uneducated 
or sorry, non-college educated whites aren't afraid of being woke. Like it shouldn't be a, a, a fear mongering non-college tactic. Educated, non-college educated anybody. Right. Well, t- typically that I know. I'm just trying to include. I'm being inclusive, Brian. Well, I know. but Get woke. But actually specifically whites. Yeah. So the non-educated, non-college educated white males were the ones that really favored the far right leaning policy. And perhaps it's that's just the scenario that, you know what I mean, um, that they're in as well. Because a lot of that could be. So, oh, it's so, so, down. Let me finish, oh, Brian. Sorry. Sorry. You're right. Hey, Zeus, man. <laughs> finish. I'm trying to. You're being a real thought blocker. I was going to like, you see what I did there? You like that? <laughs> Anybody watching on YouTube can see what I did there. Nailed it. Right? Um, a lot of that could be socioeconomic, too. Because of where they are, you know, socioeconomically, yeah. that kind of influences the type of information they're getting as well. You know what I mean? Not being able to get to that college education and, and see a more uh, progressive or perhaps liberal point of view um, doesn't allow them to, to kind of weigh all of their options. Nailed it. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, I agree. Brian. I agree wholeheartedly. And, then, you know, when you think about education in general and, and there's this kind of pushback on the the liberal the quote-unquote liberal bias of education education should be liberal in the sense that it should be opening perspectives yeah. from all areas of life it should be a diversified approach yeah to how to think how to be critical how to be critical thinkers it it should be now should it should it be, be like this podcast it shouldn't yeah exactly it shouldn't be like I don't mean liberal like oh they should be Democrats. I'm saying it should be liberal in the sense that it opens your it opens up your eyes and your mind to new perspectives and That's teaches what, you how to research things. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right when it comes to writing papers and stuff. I, I think there's a lack of. I just meant in general, like not just papers, but like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like when we when we have to do a research paper, right? Oh, for your Western civilization course, mm-hmm. you have to have six resources from, you know, the library or six book resources and you can have three yeah. newspaper articles or internet resources. You know, that forces you to become a critical thinker. Like, Certainly. okay, is this a source that is worthwhile to both my paper, my point, and is it valid? Right. Right. And that gets lost. That yeah. absolutely gets lost. I think that was a great point by you. Thanks, Brian. You I needed it. that, buddy. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers. Let's get woke. <laughs> oh, you're shooting it? I thought that's what we had to do. No, I was going to enjoy this. Mm. That's Bernie. Yeah. Can we get Sanders. a little splenda? <laughs> Anything else to add, buddy? No. You did a great job tonight. I got to tell you. No, you did a great job. Your dedication to this podcast is unparalleled, sir. No, it's completely paralleled by you. No, it's perpendicular because I run right into you, kid. Oh, yeah. You run right through me. Mm. A river runs through it. Yeah. Great Brad Pitt movie. Yeah. I feel bad for parallel lines. There's so much in common. 
<laughs> they have so much in common, but they'll never meet. <laughs> That's good. I walked in there. Yeah. Just like a perpendicular line. Well, on that note. That's a two for one deal. Well, there, on Brian. that note, <laughs> stay woke, do good, be great. Love you guys. The ones that he just let into the back with the misfits. How you going to react? We insomniacs, we ain't get no sleep. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. Saints, that's quo, this is rock and roll. This is skydive, yellow, now rhyme on. This is bye bye, ta ta, audio. This is all or none, this is all I know. This, that, I don't know, we try and go. I don't even know, I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road, try and catch a wave, gotta see my soul. <laughs>